We celebrate today the second Sunday in Lent. Our celebrant today is Father Daniel. He is assisted by Deacon Vic. We are mindful to check our cell phones that they're on silent or off. If you wish to follow the readings in the Missalette, they're on page 103, the second Sunday of Lent. The choir will sing the opening, The Goodness of the Lord, Psalm 27. I believe I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Please stand as we begin this celebration.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. And with your spirit. Indeed, we've come to experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Scripture tells us in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, what you've come to is Mount Zion, the city of the living God. And today, the reading tells us to come up to the mountain of the Lord, where there is change, there is transformation, there is renewal. As we come to celebrate with our brothers and sisters, the candidates and the curriculums, we give thanks to God who reveals his glory and asks us to remember that we are citizens of heaven. And the Mass is a fortress of the goodness of the Lord. It is a fortress of the transformation, the glory to be revealed in the evening of life. As we gather as one family of St. Peter's, we call to mind our sins and ask for the gift of God's mercy and pardon. said to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, who have commanded us to listen to your beloved Son, be pleased, we pray, to nourish us inwardly by your word that with spiritual sight made pure, we may rejoice to behold your glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord God took Abram outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if you can. Just so, he added, shall your descendants be. Abram put his faith in the Lord, who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. He then said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as a possession. O Lord God, he asked, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He answered him, 
Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram bought him all these, split them in two, and placed each half opposite the other. But the birds he did not cut up. Birds of prey swooped down on the carcasses, but Abram stayed with them. As the sun was about to set, a trance fell upon Abram, and a deep, terrifying darkness enveloped him. When the sun had set, and it was dark, there appeared a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch, which passed between those pieces. It was on that occasion that the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give you this land, from the wadi of Egypt to the great river of the Euphrates. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. see the bounty of the Lord in the land. 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Join with others in being imitators of me, brothers and sisters, and observe those who conduct themselves according to the model you have in us. For many, as I have often told you and now tell you even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we also await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body by the power that enables him also to bring all things into subject, sub, subjection to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord. The word of the Lord. be with you. And with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, is it good that we are here? Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah but he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, 
This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Before I begin my homily, I want to tell you about a situation that happened to me this week. It was very unusual. I went over to the service station to fill my car with gas. And you know how the pumps are lined up, one, two, three, four, five, six, and so forth, like that. And I was on pump five, and I was filling my car with gas. And the lady across from me on pump three pulled up, opened her gas tank, and put $10 of gas in. I looked at her and said, where do you plan on going with $10 of gas? She said the pump four. <laughs> Wanted to get you in a mood because the homily might be a little long, you see. So, yeah. First of all, we started out on Ash Wednesday. And on Ash Wednesday, we began the season of Lent. And remember what took place on Ash Wednesday. First, you were taught and told about the temporariness of this life. Remember that you are dust and to thus you shall return. Some of you, though, were blessed with the ashes, and what you were told was the way to be able to get to eternal life. Repent and believe in the gospel. You need to understand both those terms, because they're very, very important to us as we prepare to go through our Lenten season, a very special time. The first three weeks of Lent, we told you the beginning, is when we are called to a life of conversion, what a conversion, because if you go to daily mass, or you take the opportunity, if you can't go to daily mass, to read the gospel, you are told what that new life in the gospel is about. It's about fasting and prayer, almsgiving, conversion that you're supposed to go through, forgiveness, hardness of heart against all those evil things which come in your life, to love your enemy, Whenever I say that, I think of Jesus, Jesus sitting around a campfire and turning to his apostles and saying, love your enemy. I wonder how Simon the Zealot took that statement and the faith that he was there to be able to believe and realize what Jesus was telling him to do and telling each and every one of us to do. And he told us about justice and to love rich, the rituals of the church and to be called to holiness. You know, 12 days of Lent has passed. And I want to know how many of us, in listening to the call that Jesus gave us through the Synoptic Gospels, what have we been doing in regards to the concept of fasting, prayer, almsgiving? Have we gone to fasting to overcome the flesh? Have we gone to prayer to be able to be, get rid of that pride that's within our life and be able to pray to God? Have we used service and sacrifice and almsgiving to be able to eliminate the lust of our eyes. You know, in today's gospel, Jesus continues to be able to talk about this transformation we need to be able to have within our lives. It's called the transfiguration. It appears in the second week of Lent by tradition over all the years in the church, because in reality, a long time ago, 
This is 40 days before Good Friday. And what happens is this tradition was set at that particular time for the transfiguration gospel to be read on this particular day. And it's so beautiful because as we begin Lent, the transfiguration to me is a gospel of hope. It's a gospel whereby we are able to sit back and think, oh, how hopeful all this is. And we need to remember why this gospel is so much a gospel of hope because even though we didn't read it today, right before this gospel, Jesus told his disciples that he was going to have his passion, his death, and his resurrection. And could they understand that on their journey? Do we truthfully in depth understand that? They needed a lot more formation to be able to go and understand what this passion and death that he was being called to was about because they envisioned a glorious leader of all that was going to transpire and take place. So he takes them up the mountain, and that's a very, very significant thing, because in all the readings of the Old Testament, to go up the mountain was to get closer to God, where you could actually converse. Remember, Moses did it. Abraham did it. And it's important to be able to understand that, that they needed to go up the mountain, and they felt to be able to get closer to God and closer to the understanding of all the things that Jesus has been telling us in the gospel. What happens is, as they go up to the gospel, Jesus begins to pray. But apparently, the three disciples are tied from the walk. And because they're tied from the walk, they lay down and they go to sleep. Do they understand truthfully what prayer is? And all of a sudden they wake up because of some kind of brightness which has taken place. And when they arise, there they open up their eyes and they see Jesus transfigured with this prayer that he's having. Now I'm going to diverse a second for all of us to take a moment to think a little bit about what prayer is supposed to be. You know, prayer can be private. Prayer can be communal. We need to understand that and we can take our time with prayer. It can be vocal, it can be silent, it can be meditation. We can take Lectio Divino and study the scriptures. It can be contemplative. But what happens is, whichever form of prayer we choose, just like Jesus chose the prayer on the mountain, we need to understand that we have to be boldly in our heart and concentrating totally and clean our heart about our journey to salvation and the prayer that we have in our life. In the readings on the weekday that we just got finished during this week, Jesus taught us how to pray. He gave us the Our Father. Jesus tells us when we pray deep within our hearts to knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you will find. Ask and you will receive. Prayer is the knocking at God's door. Fasting is the soul of the prayer. Almsgiving and charity is supposed to be the product of what comes out with prayer. These disciples who are sleeping, all of a sudden when they wake up, just like we wake up to the beauty of Jesus Christ, at sometimes this brightness comes to us. And when we wake up, we are transformed just like them. And we too can see the brightness of Jesus in that transfiguration. 
He is showing these disciples his divinity. And there's three reasons why he shows them this experience. Why he gives them these three reasons, because they need this hope in their life as they're traveling this journey and they're growing within their life. Jesus wants to let them personally know that he reveals himself in his glory to these disciples and to each and every one of us. He reveals his divinity to them. We also need to understand that and get the hope within our lives. He also, in the, in the transfiguration, exposes to them the Trinity, the Father in the voice that comes out, listen to him, the Spirit in the cloud that comes, and Jesus himself, who's there in the Trinity, that he's there presenting himself in that brightness. And the third reason why Jesus had them go up in that transfiguration was because of the statement that was said, listen to him. And that's the same statement that's told to each and every one of us. Listen to him. Look at his life. He doesn't just speak words. Look at his actions. Look at his life. Look at everything that he does. And we too need to affirm him by our actions. When we pray, it's usually in isolation. When the RCIA students went the other night to Holy Trinity, and they went up to Arch, the Archbishop, and the Archbishop invited the catechumens in. They noticed that in, that in their isolation, they were by themselves. And when they turned to the Archbishop, that was the second part that prayer must be, listening, listening to what the Archbishop said. One of the catechumens said he was blown away by the fact that the archbishop kept his eyes on him, gave him undivided attention to what was doing, and turned to him and said, welcome to our family. And that touched him so hard and so much. We also need to be understand that we need to be committed to our actions when we pray. What's the outcome that comes from these prayers? When they're on the mountain, they're in isolation. They're listening. They're growing on their journey. They're being experienced to the commitment that each and every one of us need to have in our lives to walk the talk. And why did they need this shot in the arm at this particular time? Because when they came down from the mountain and their journey continued, they were going to go to the passion, the death, the resurrection, the Last Supper to see the Eucharist that was going to be presented, and also, they were going to have to get there to eventually get to the spirit of Pentecost. They needed to see this divinity. They needed to see this hope. They needed to understand the journey that they were on. And they needed to make sure that they were conscious towards the moments of what they were experiencing and what the Father's love and the Father's mercy was all about. One of the things that I used to do every time I went to an assembly with my students Every time we got together, the first thing I said, and some of you feel free to respond if you want, but the first thing I said at every assembly was, God is good. And they would all respond, all the time. All the time, God is good. Let's do it together. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Remember that in your life. 
That could be the little surge of hope that you have in your life when challenges are there each and every day. Listen to him. Glory in his brilliance. Fulfill the law of his commandments and his beatitudes. Believe in the creed that we're going to be saying in a little while. Also, take the opportunity to learn that Jesus is our redeemer, giving us that final covenant. And remember that God listens to our prayers when we knock, when we seek, when we ask. Surrender to Jesus. Always surrender to Jesus and have faith in him. To have a successful journey, we have to do our part. And our part is to remember, we need to go to the sacraments and get the grace we need in participating in this church. We need to go to the Eucharist. And if we can, take five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, one hour in adoration. Go to reconciliation for our shortfalls and ask for penance and ask for absolution. Love our enemy. Have spiritual reading and learn from those spiritual readings. And from those readings, develop a personal relationship in Jesus Christ. Build up your faith, your hope, and your love for the journey. Remember, now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not the next day. We start now. We need to surrender to Jesus. And as you travel your journey, remember, we need to have peace in our lives. And may peace always be with you. And may you have God's grace in all that you do to be able to meet your daily challenges, the challenges that are presented to you each and every day by the culture of death and all the strength that we need to ward off the devil's temptation. You know, I used to tell some of my students sometime that temptation was good because when you were tempted and you warded it off, it made you a stronger person so that when he came back again with temptation, because you knew that you could do it and achieve and overcome temptation, you had the success with that, you continue to have hope in your life. And that's what, to me, what the transfiguration is all about, to have the hope in life, to see the divinity of Jesus, and to help me to practice my faith to the fullest with my actions. I invite all of us to pray for these, our brothers and sisters, who stand before the presence of the Lord, seeking to be initiated fully into the church, so that the Lord will give them a spirit of repentance, a deepened sense of sin, and also true freedom to become his children. 
And I'll invite you, the candidate and the catechumens, to please bow your heads and pray in silence as a sign of your inner spirit of repentance and your deepened sense of sin. My dear brothers and sisters, we now pray for these our brothers and sisters, the candidate and the catechumens, that Christ, who has already ransomed them in baptism, may now seek to forgive them of their sins, heal them of their weaknesses, so that they may be ready to be sealed with the gift of the Father and be fed at the Lord's table. We pray also for ourselves who seek the mercy of Christ. For Pope Francis, for our bishops, priests, and deacons who serve us, may God give them perseverance to be worthy shepherds, leading us in faith and love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, In the mystery of the transfiguration, your son revealed his glory to the disciples and prepared them for his death and resurrection. Open the minds and hearts of these candidates and catechumens present in your altar. Give them the presence of Christ in their lives. May they humbly acknowledge their sins and failings, and may they be freed of whatever obstacles and falsehood that keep them away from adhering wholeheartedly to your kingdom. We ask this for Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
Lord Jesus Christ, you are the only begotten Son of God, whose kingdom these your sons and daughters acknowledge, and whose glory they seek. Pour out on them the power of your Spirit, that they may be fearless witnesses to your gospel, and one with us in communion of love. For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Candidates and Catholics, please return back to your pews, and everyone else, please be seated. Please join in singing in your red hymnal number 880. Transform us, number 880.
about goodness and for your goodness we have received the bread we have put the bread in the book of the Lord it will become the first of the bread of the Lord let's stand you Lord God for our goodness for your goodness we have received the wine we have put the fruit of the vine and the book of the Lord we become a spirit with humble and contrite heart we will be accepted by you Lord our sacrifice and our service watch me Pray, my dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and the glory of His name, for our good and good laws, this whole church. May the sacrifice, O Lord, we pray, cleanse us of our four hearts and sanctify your faithful in body and mind. For the celebration of the Paschal festivities, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is very right and just. Our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For after he had told his disciples of his coming death, on the holy mountain he manifested to them his glory, to show even by the testimony of the law and prophets that the passion lead to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before your majesty without end we are clear. You are indeed holy, O Lord, 
And all you have created, rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy this gift we have brought to you for consecration, that it may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, giving you thanks to say the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Archipita et manducata ex el omnes hic es enim corpus meum quod proverbis tradator. Similarly, Mother Postquam Senatum est, Ascipiens Calicem, Eterum Gracias, Agents Fregit Dedit Disciplis Redicens, Ascipiter et Bibiter, Ex El Omnes, Hic est enim Calis Sanguinis Mei, Novi et eni Testamenti, Qui Proverbis et Promotus Effundator, in remissionem peccatorum, hoc facite in meam commemorationem. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, all as we celebrate the memorial of the seven person of your son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the martyrs, and with all your sins, 
on whose constant intersection in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pagan church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Gregory, our bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Let's sing graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. And to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. In unitate spiritus sanctus, omnis honor et gloria, per omnia secula the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer to each other a sign of peace.
Behold him, Jesus, the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But only stay Thank you. 
join in singing Parche Domine in your red hymnal, number 469, 469.
O sacrament most holy. O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Let us pray. As we receive this glorious mysteries, we make thanksgiving to you, O Lord, for allowing us while still on earth to be partakers even now of the things of heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Tonight by 6.15 p.m., there will be a talk at St. Mary's Hall to learn more about the dignity of human life. So we invite all of us to please, you know, show up for the talk. One of us will be uh, Ben Clapper. We'll be here tonight talking about the dignity, the sanctity of human life and all the uh, questions you have about abortion and other stuff. Also, um, uh, there will be uh, the bag in the back of the church. Uh, as you leave, you take a grocery bag, fill it, and return it next weekend you know, for the food drive. The bags are in the back of the church. We encourage you to pick up one. As the deacon mentioned, you know, in Lent, we fast. We pray and we give alms. So our fasting should be able to help others. Otherwise, we miss the essence of uh, the Lent. If my fasting does not help anyone, then I have to reconsider the meaning of my fasting. And St. Joseph's altar will be blessed following the 8 o'clock mass next Sunday, and we continue to visit the St. Joseph's altar until 12 p.m in the afternoon. Everyone is invited. Thank you, Deacon, for breaking the word of God with us. The altar service, thank you so much. The lectors, the, the choir, thank you so much. The archers and the extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bless your faithful word, we pray, with a blessing that endures forever. Keep them faithful to the gospel of your only begotten Son, so that they may always desire and at last attain that glory whose beauty he showed in his own body to the amazement of his disciples through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Finally, I invite all of us to please appreciate the candidate and also our curriculums for the wonderful celebration. <laughs> and may Almighty God bless you. 
the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Saint Michael, we are protection against the wickedness of this nation. May God be good to you, Mom, to pray. Without us, we have no mercy. And God, cast into her faith, and all of us who prize God for seeking the way of souls. Our recessional hymn is 40 Days and 40 Nights in your red hymnal number 466. Please join in singing number 466. 